Hello, I'm Paul Cromford, your friendly neighbourhood fool, and today I'm suggesting that any fool can believe in democracy. But how many of us have actually lived in a truly democratic country? I haven't, and I suspect you haven't either. Unless you're hearing this in Switzerland, where you'd be a fool not to believe in democracy. Here in Britain, people talk airily about our system as if it's the ideal form. It's anything but. What we have here is not pure or direct democracy, but representative democracy, with local authorities and a national parliament to solidify it. And solidified it certainly is, when it comes to the likes of you or I, ordinary bods in the street. Perhaps you think it's wonderful that our national and local governments are electable, that every few years we're invited to cast our votes and have our voices heard. Maybe that swells your breast with national pride. It does nothing for me. I'm fed up with it. I've exed my last ballot card in this country. I won't participate in any more elections for national or local government. Since I turned 18 in 1977, there have been ballots and polling days beyond counting, and in all that time I don't see that I accomplished anything substantial or substantive with any of my crosses in any boxes. How could I? The system is devised specifically to ensure that your vote, my vote, anyone's vote, is irrelevant. To quote Ken Livingstone's book of 1987, if voting changed anything, they'd abolish it. So, go on, tell me why my vote matters. Let's remind ourselves of the process. We're granted, get that, granted, the opportunity every four or five years to nominate which of several toothless local bozos we feel might be our least ineffectual MP once they get into that overgrown, overweening gentleman's club known as Westminster. Between elections, our own concerns are then disregarded. Pleas and petitions to our MP might solicit a letter from their office with a carefully worded fob-off if we're lucky. In essence, every few years we have one day in which to surrender any claim to true self-determination for another few years. That's a parliamentary representative democracy at work. So tell me again why my vote matters. Thanks to a tradition of vested business interests lobbying members of Parliament to advance their own agendas, policy decisions are routinely influenced or directed by the unelected. Corporations and a very private private sector, by means of those shadowy bodies, the lobbying firms. I refer you in the first instance to an eye-opening article in The Guardian, published online seven years ago, but just as relevant now. The link to the article is in the caption or blurb wherever you found this podcast episode. So, in light of all those shenanigans, tell me again why my vote matters. One of the standard arguments trotted out whenever there's an election looming, and some people get quite hysterical about it on the social media bullying platforms, is that if one doesn't vote, one is somehow dishonouring the memory of all those who fought and died in the two world wars, or who fell in battle while campaigning for universal suffrage. I find it hard to contain my anger when I read or hear that sort of thing. To digress from my main thrust in this episode would dilute the message, so I'll try to be concise. 
Suffragettes weren't being martyrs just to secure votes for women. Votes were the designated focal point for the media and the government. The larger issue was equality of the sexes in all walks of life. As for the world wars, Britain fought the second one, partly to atone for years of revolting appeasement of Hitler's brand of fascism, which was born out of Germany's privations, which arose from the terms and conditions of the Treaty of Versailles, which was drafted and botched after the First World War, which was fought solely because a continent full of arrogant and myopic political leaders couldn't see that there are worse things than failing to honour a pact. Don't anyone suggest to me that any of those brave, bewildered and misguided boys and men being thrown in their thousands to the machine guns, barbed wire, tanks and heavy artillery thought they were fighting and dying to secure electoral reform or a fair and equitable system of government. Talking of fair and equitable government, I mentioned Switzerland at the start of this programme. If you have ten minutes spare, look up Politics of Switzerland on Wikipedia. That way you can put flesh on some of these bits of bone. Get these. The Swiss have the world's only direct democracy. The government is a permanent four-party coalition. Any citizen can effect changes to government policy if they can gather 50,000 signatures on a petition. Any citizen can bring about changes to the nation's constitution if they can marshal 100,000 signatures. Government proposals are routinely endorsed or defeated by the electorate through referenda. Once you're aware of all this, how can Britain's method this two-horse race, first-past-the-post, party-political point-scoring fiasco be anything but a joke. Tell me again why my vote matters. Any fool can believe in democracy, and you'd have to be one to believe in Britain's. Bye for now. <laughs>